are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect seven years ago. Because Dell and Joey and I, well, we didn't like being told, don't do that. So we did it. I push red buttons all the time. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. It's good to be with you guys. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble, pretty much everywhere under that name you can find me. That's S-A-G-U-J-I-N. Uh, at the moment, we have a short crew. I'm intentionally expecting that that will change. I hope. There's reasons. From the top left-hand corner of North America, Dallin made it back. Hi. Good evening. And from the Midwest of the U.S., so down and to the right just a little bit, Bridget, hi. Um, good evening. It's good to be back with you guys. Um, as I said, it's, uh, it's, it's our 365th show. We haven't been doing it for 365 contiguous weeks because there have been a couple of times we have been able to do it. But, you know, seven years worth of show, man, that's, 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 that's nothing to sneeze at. I think we've done pretty well. So it's good to be. That's, uh, that, <laughs> that's more than a lot of podcasts have lasted. That's for sure. That's true. That's true. And I was late to the party. I fi finally figured out. Um, which episode I joined, and it was number 64, so. Did you know? You're right. Yeah, I'm here now. That's what counts. All right. uh, so, that's actually really cool. So, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. We'll just say that straight away. And I'm going to tell all of you folks the same thing that I tell folks for my radio streams. I do this because I want to. I don't do it to entertain you. You're just along for the ride. And if you've been with us for any length of time whatsoever, thank you. It means that we connect in some way. To borrow a phrase, I ain't going to be picking out draperies with you or nothing, but it's nice to know that we've got folks out there who are family. Shall we go with? Yeah. So... For those of you that are, of course, with us, enjoying it live on YouTube, you can go ahead and uh, join us on the chat all the time. Stephanie, good to have you over there. And additionally, because this is kind of a special occasion, I have opened up a special channel for us over in the Discord server. So if you take a swing over to our Discord server, which is... Um, Whatever the link is, I, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. We have the voice and video system open over there, so that folks can interact with us directly. And I did put out the word to a number of places to see if anybody would like to join us. I'm unfortunately haven't gotten anything back yet, apparently, other than a couple of uh, would love to be able to do it. So, you know, it is what it is. As a quick recap, uh, Joseph um, might be, might not be here, might be here. Not quite sure how that's uh, playing out right now. Things 
things being early in the morning and with the way that stuff has been working for him could be a little, he might still be passed out asleep. Again, considering it's O'Dark stupid in the morning for him over there, the fact that he shows up at all is, you know, pretty impressive in and of itself. I did hear from uh, Unrenowned Tech. He has obligations that he's dealing with, so he's not going to be able to be with us, but he does send his regards. I would say love, but truth be told, I don't want to be dealing with any biological samples. Thank you very much. I did hear from Joey, who is dealing with, still dealing with his own family stuff, and currently is without power, which doesn't exactly help either. So our hopes, our thoughts are still out to you, man. We're we're hoping things clear up in quick due course. No, he is not in Texas, so it's it's got nothing to do with that. I'm sorry, was that a dig at Texas? I'm sorry. And um yeah, that covers uh that covers folks. Uh I did extend out an invitation to uh Witchy Bunny to see if he might be interested in joining us. Uh, that unfortunately I did not hear back is okay. Um, which he was one of our earliest co-hosts and, you know, do, doing okay for himself. Uh, let's see. Who else did we, uh, did we put the word out to? Uh, I intentionally got over myself and sent out invitations to, uh, Frank and Dan from Thank God I'm Atheist, who know me over there is Sparkle Dark, Sparkle Dark Old Pony. There is a story. I'm not going to go into that right now. And uh, I did put out the word to, um, you know, most, if not all, of the old uh, Atheist on Air crew. So I don't know that anybody, uh, by crew, I mean family. So um, Bobby and Ashley, uh, uh, Susie and Bob. So, uh it it'll be what it'll be. That's okay. So if you'd like to join us, feel free to. All you need is a microphone. You don't have to have video because obviously if you look on the video screen, you'll see these two guys over here. There's no video for them. And that's okay. Also because it helps to cut down the bandwidth a little bit for me. So that's fine by me. Yeah, I've, I, I don't have a grand bandwidth upstream. So it is what it is. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's why I decided not to do camera tonight. Sorry. Not a worry. Not a worry. So I did ask Tiny Tribble to uh, help me picking out tonight's uh, drink of choice. And he's decided, since I said earlier that I had had enough coffee to hold me over, but I didn't say the hold me over part. He said, yeah, the coffee one over here. Yeah, let's not go ahead and do that then. So we've decided that he's decided we're going to go with the rice lager from Ellicottville, the Ellicottville Brewing Company, craft lager with green tea and pomegranate. I have no idea how this is going to taste. Although he looked at the other one that said uh, milkshake and was like, uh, what? Which is pretty much what our collective uh, attitude to it was, if I remember right. So we got that. While I am pouring... Let's just have a real quick check in. Um, how are you guys holding up at the at, at the moment? Because uh, uh, you know, I 
I am very much a go nowhere, do nothing kind of personality still, so I don't have anything really changing for me. Uh, Bridget, how are you holding up so far this week? Mm. That good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. alrighty then. In that case, uh, Dallin, over to you in the studios. Uh, been doing okay. Um, just, you know, glad to be working again. Glad to be, <laughs> glad to be back in the world, so to speak. And, um, and bouncing off the, bouncing off the walls like Pinkie Pie. Yeah. Well, and today is, uh, my one week of, uh, one week since shot number two of, uh, the COVID vaccine and, uh, sadly no superpowers yet, but the, uh, the five G's feeling really good. <laughs> you got five G. He's in Apparently. Canada. They have everything oh. up there. Are you kidding me? Uh, all I got was windows 95 and the blue screen of death. You could have done worse. Uh, not much. Microsoft I feel like Bob I've been ripped off. Microsoft Bob for <laughs> Windows 95 on 13 floppy disks. Remember that. That was a well, thing. That's true, but Blue Screen of Death was devastating to me, especially when I was playing EverQuest, and bad things would happen to you when you went like dead or you happened to crash. Like, you would die and lose all your stuff. That sucks. And, um, Dallin, I'm, I'm guessing we, we probably can't exactly talk about it, but I think it's fair to say, like I said, you had a, you had a very much Pinkie Pie bouncing off the walls moment. And to you, I salute you. Yeah. It was, it was a work related thing. Um, I've, I've been there less than two months and still kind of learning my way through things. But of course, you know, the, the workload must, must come and must be done. And, you know, uh, apparently the company I work for has done some pretty big clients in the past. And, uh, one of those big clients just happened to cross my desk this week. And, uh, as you know, Shujin, I mm-hmm. quite literally went into orbit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, nice. maybe not necessarily literally, but, uh, it, it, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. If, if the, if the, if the text scream across Discord to me was anything to go by, you might as well have been. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was quite the thing. It was impressive. It was. It was quite impressive. Oh, that's that is so wonderful to hear. Oh yeah. Uh, my work thing this this week. Uh, I'll have to talk more about it later. But one of the things that I mean, it's a, it's a minor thing, but it's still kind of made me do face palms and head desks and I'm probably going to have permanent indentations from it is, you know, I was recognized for a couple of service awards and, you know, another thing. And HR is the one who puts out this newsletter and managed to misspell my name three different times, three different ways in the same paragraph. And if you're going to misspell or butcher my name, at least do it. One consistent way. I'm just saying. Alrighty then. 
And she's also guilty of apostrophe abuse, but that's just, you know, another thing that kind of makes me go. (laughs) I'm not going to get involved in that one because I am very much screwed. I'm going to do it. I am very much of the opinion of S apostrophe for possessive and leave it at that because I am an old school pedant about it. You don't have to have an apostrophe S just because there's a freaking S. I'm just saying. That's why I'm saying possessive s apostrophe done that's it you don't need anything more thank you but and 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 i figured that anybody who's in hr should know better i'm just saying one would think one would think one would think so let me go ahead get the opening done we'll get to the horrible scopes and um we'll move it along because we've got uh, we've got things that are happening uh, immediately afterwards so, assuming that I've got everything lined up correctly on my OBS system, because this is going to be funny. Oh, let's see if I've got it right. Your five-minute freestyle. I got it right. With five minutes on the clock starts right now. Kicked. I've talked about this ad nauseum. It is fair to say that there is probably going to be a number of people who are just, okay, yeah, you talked about it already. Just get over yourself, get done with it already, just leave it alone. I can't. I can't. Six, roughly six years ago, I got my ass kicked. It's, it's, it's fair to say that that's exactly what ended up happening. Figuratively speaking, of course. Six years ago, I was really debating whether or not to make this its own show. It started on my personal YouTube page, and we got about a year into it. I was really debating whether or not, you know, it's worth going ahead and doing. And we talked much more about religious stuff. Much more. Much, much, much more. We don't quite as much now because... Well, truth be told, there's nothing new to talk about. We'll do every once in a while, because inevitably there is some dumbass that's going to use religious religion as an excuse to do something. They always do. But six years ago, I was really debating, is it worth doing? Should we continue? Is it worth bothering for? And at the time, Atheist on Air was still a thing. And Cash, Cash, I cannot talk highly enough about. And I have many a time. Cash, I got in touch with him, personally. And I asked him, uh, you know, I, I don't know. What what should I do? Should I even bother? Should I Should I keep going? Should I just wrap it up if I'm, like, really questioning what I should be doing? And in a nutshell, he explained it to me. And a little while later, he put out his own video about it. He put it up on SoundCloud, too. Just the audio portion. Dear Atheist Podcaster. Now, if you go search that up, you'll be able to find it if memory serves. It's still up there. Dear Atheist Podcaster. And it boiled down to... If you knew 
that you were going to help one person, just one, but it was going to cost you. It's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars, maybe inevitably, you know, a, a thousand, maybe two. It's going to cost you some sleepless nights. It's going to cost you some worry. It's going to cost you. But you knew that you were going to end up helping that one person that, that needed your voice, that helped them move along to get them out of whatever it was that they, that was really pushing them down, grinding them down. Would you do it? Knowing full well, you're not going to get any of that back. You're, you're, whatever it is that you're investing, that, that money, that time, that, that sleep, you're not getting that back. And I entered the only way that I could, the only way that the vast majority of us would. Of course. How could I not? Then, brother, what the hell is stopping you? So, I found the information. I put the stuff together. And I set up HCTV with its own channel. To have its own following. To have its own social presence to be its own voice separate from mine and as far as i'm concerned i don't think that it's just that cash kicked me he inevitably ended up getting me to kick this to get this started to make this happen do i think that this is a, a project that's going to outlive me uh, going by how podcasts operate, probably not. But the message will. They can't stop the signal now. So we've kicked off a year worth of shows. And let me tell you, I have every intention to keep on kicking down the road. And for the first time in a long time, I actually ended right on the zero point. That was actually pretty nifty. <laughs> Episode 365 on the docket. Happy one year anniversary, sort of, because, you know, 365 episodes divided by 52 weeks in a year. That comes out to seven years that we've been at this, plus a little bit more because, you know, there has been the occasional off week. And I did a rough, off the top of my head kind of guesstimate about it. And I'm guessing that I was somewhere in the vicinity of like 360 of those shows as primary host, roughly, roughly. I know Dallin has handled a couple of them because, you know, there, there were conventions, but not that many. So, you know, I, I know it was less than that, but not very much. So, 345, 60, 50, 345. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a fair number over the course of seven years. So all of you who have been part and parcel of it, thank you. So let's go ahead, get rolling with the horrible scopes and uh, we'll, uh, we'll roll our way out of here. And remember, if you had already joined us on air, you could have helped read us too. So for those of you that know what your astrological sign is, cool. Those of you that don't copy off of everybody else's homework because you're used to doing that anyway, don't don't bother 
paying some kid to do it for you. Just just take their lunch money, whatever. It's all good. Getting started. Aries. The man on your street corner wearing a sandwich board that reads, The end is nay, is a brony with poor spelling habits and way behind the times. Ask him who is best princess, then tell him it's Spike. Enjoy the redshift in his face from the answer. Dallin? Alrighty. Ah. Uh, Taurus. The stars have pretty much had it with you this week, Taurus. Your superiority complex isn't making you any friends. Just tone it down and just listen to people for a change. Gemini. Do not trust Scorpio this week, Gemini. They're plotting something with every breath you take. If they invite you anywhere, bring something sturdy to defend yourself with. A Zippo and a small can of Aquanet should suffice. Might want to be paying attention to what happens here. Cancer Moon Child, the sun will rise, the galaxy spins, civilizations shall rise and fall. And we're still waiting for you to make a move in this Dungeons & Dragons game. Pick an action and roll the damn dice already. Leo. Last week, we warned you that your good luck wasn't going to hold out, and you surprised us, Leo. You actually paid attention and stopped gambling as soon as you saw your luck changing. And since you weren't greedy about it, the universe has decided to be merciful and grant you a mediocre week ahead. Take a bath instead of a shower to enjoy the downtime. Go. This week you should do some self-reflection, Virgo. Start with a singular idea, close your eyes, and let the thoughts flow through you. Here's your first topic to get the ball rolling. Maybe the Blues Brothers had the right idea all along. Yeah, don't lie to the Penguin. Libra, telling you to revive old YouTube video series uh, might not have been our best suggestion. We forgot to include one important catchphrase for you. Pumice stone dust. Don't breathe this. On the bright side, we now know that putting a Capri Sun pouch in a microwave is a good idea. Since it'll explode and put out the fire. So, yay, science? It feels kind of circular. Well, it, I mean, it's it's got a it's got a revolving disc inside. Well, so, no, no, no. Yeah, okay. Uh, obvious, really bad puns aside. To extinguish the fire that it itself created. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel very beneficial? More self-serving. More like you know. Look at me, I can kick my, well, actually, no, being, the ability for somebody to kick their own ass could actually be a good thing in certain, uh, you know, never mind, let's let's just move on here. Yeah, the, so people, uh, yeah, the, the people that need to kick their own asses are usually the ones that never think it's necessary, so. Yeah, anyways, uh, Scorpio, you know, Gemini has been looking a little down lately. Do something nice for them this week and throw a small party. Make it a surprise. Make it a Spider-Man-themed party and give everyone silly string web shooters. We'll bring out the kid in all of you. That actually sounds like fun. 
Yeah, I'll explain about that in a minute. Sagittarius, you only think your dreams don't make sense. Let's recap what happened in it. You were standing in an open field west of a white house with a boarded front door and a small mailbox next to you. You open the mailbox and find a leaflet you can't read. Take a flashlight to bed this week and you might be able to read it or protect yourself from crews. It's a bunch of people who Get lived that. through 1980. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I going to say, there's a, there's a bunch of people from 1981 right now who are just like, ooh, Lodestar, come eat, come a one. Yeah. Oh, Zork was the best. Capricorn, your, f- your Gemini friends will be in need of protection this week. Now's your chance to break out the fake cigarette with a knife in it or the fake brush with a knife in it. Or the fake knife with a liquor bottle in it. Aren't you glad you bought that 3D printer now? <laughs> Aquarius, it's time for you to try something you've wanted to for a long time now. Making lasagna from almost scratch isn't that tough. Just remember that you'll need a bit more liquid in the sauce to properly cook the noodles. Blending your own tomatoes will help here. Uh, Ask Libra for help in that department. Please. <laughs> Scientific investigation has proven that what we thought was waterlogged fingers or pruned fingers from being wet too long is actually a physiological reflex. You said it right the first time. Thank you. Why are we telling you this? Because we know you tune out whenever we talk about scientific information, and honestly, we don't want to be bothered telling you what the stars really think about you. I'm sorry, I'm I'm I'm, I'm digging on Dallin just a little bit because he he almost he almost said the wrong <laughs> term last night. Yeah, I almost okay. Yeah, well, we did this last last week. I I did I said uh, I almost said psychological. Uh, Except yeah. if it, no, but the thing is, if it was psychological, then. I don't know, only we would see it. You're like, look at my fingers, they're pruned. No, they're not. You look fine. What, well, what's that, wrong with you? That that would actually be a psychological problem because if if you're seeing uh prunes, that's uh um yeah, that's that's probably a really bad day that you're having. Yeah, if if you're seeing prunes, I'd be uh talking to your dealer pretty quickly and uh ma- making sure that you know the stuff you're getting is you know a- at least past passes you know some kind of fda regulation oh wait you guys don't have that stuff regulated yet do you uh not as such (laughs) working on it and sadly we do have something related here where we've been warned that people who are you know dealing quote-unquote xanax here it's been cut with fentanyl (laughs) oh geez so (laughs) Yeah, that's just that's just making a bad day worse. Yeah, you know, I'm I, I, I'm waiting for the headline. You know, a Florida man says this cocaine doesn't pass the quote unquote sniff test. <laughs> that's actually really good. I I had I mm. I like it. <laughs> I'm surprised. See if I, it, How the hell have I, I never heard that joke until now? That's actually you know, that's, it, that's good. Good. Yeah, if if I had more mainstream opinions, I could probably be a journalist. But uh, right now, I'd probably either be canceled, deplatformed, and shot. Actually, no, I'd be all of the above. 
Well, if you ever happen to run across a story about cocaine in, in Florida, be sure to submit that to the FARC main page as a headline. I'm sure it would get greenlit, which is a huge thing on FARC. After oh, 11 look. years, 11 years of trying, I finally had one greenlit last week. I'm so proud. Good on you there. Given, given that uh, Florida news article I read last night and then proved that uh, Florida actually has laws on the books that are systemically stupid. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so Anyways. much stupid stuff happens down in Florida that there's a Florida tag on FARC, which is just ridiculous to have to have a Florida tag. Yeah, well, I know. But what I'm saying is that they actually have laws on the books that prove, like, like this is a chapter and verse receipt that there is stupidity in the system. Yeah, it's but, Florida uh, for you. Yeah, they put yeah. the duh in Florida. Anyways, guys, uh, like I said, something just popped up. Nothing major. I'm okay. Everything's fine. But I I am needed elsewhere, so I do have to take off, unfortunately. Okay. For the if, rest of the night? Uh, I'm afraid so. <gasps> uh, okay. If time permits, yeah. you know, of course, you know, you'll welcome back. But yeah. otherwise, I'll- you take care of yourself, man. Thank you. And All right. thank you. I can't tell you how much I have to thank you for everything. So you take care of yourself, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Take it easy, guys. Cheers. So that leaves us with room for more people to join us, you know, at some point. That would be really nice. Oh, yes, I I need to backtrack just a little bit on the horrible scopes. Okay, so some people might have uh, been kind of wondering a little bit about uh, a piece. The Silly String, in concert with Zippos and Aquanet. Um, Silly String does not... Uh, work well around open flame and Zippos and Aquanet give you a lot of very, very open flame. So don't do that. That's, that's true. It is flammable even after you've sprayed it on your hair. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. And, and this is part of the reason why you should absolutely never go looking on YouTube for videos of birthday cake and uh, silly string. You absolutely should not go ahead and do that. Totally should do that. Don't do that. And if you're still using Aquanet or Final Net, which is just as bad as Aquanet, do not go near any open flames, birthday cake, candles, or otherwise. Or uh, don't go camping with. God damn. You know, if you're going camping and you're taking Aquanet with you, you get what you deserve at that point. I'm sorry. Oh, this is really, really terrible. But, you know, when I was a kid, we used to go camping quite a bit uh, down at this this lake. And for fun, some cousins and I decided to throw some empty hairspray cans into the bonfire that we had in the you know, in one of those old metal barrels. Okay, now here's where I get to show my age. There are two, count them one, two, two different designs that were used for these aerosol cans. One was an all-metal construction. The second had a little rubber stopper in the center on the bottom in the butt of the curved. So I'm guessing this would have been in the years while they still had all-metal construction and didn't have that safety valve, right? 
I can't remember if it had the safety valve or not. I do remember those. Um, Hun? But these were, I think these were cans without, and the boom was pretty impressive. Hun, if <laughs> it produced a boom, it was before the boom, all metal construction. Full stop. Well, I never said that we were very bright. That's true. <laughs> well, I mean, when they exploded and, and all the all the all the brilliance came from it, yeah, for a little while, yes, you were all very bright. Temporarily. Very short. <laughs> well, none of us got hurt or lost any eyes or anything. And it was fun. Yes, no worries. As Stephanie is saying, by the way, uh, I prefer talking uh pardon me. I prefer writing to talking, and COVID has messed up my voice. Sometimes fine, sometimes croaking. So I will continue to use this. No argument. None whatsoever. The fact that you're even there in the first place is, as far as I'm concerned, and consequently, well, I don't care what the rest of the staff says. As far as I'm concerned, I'm grandly proud for even just that. Like I've said on many an occasion, you know, it's more than just me here and talking and doing the show. That's, you know, that's... That's what I, I hope for. Yeah, and, and I'm really sorry to still, yeah, you know, to hear that you're still struggling with the uh, long COVID symptoms and agreed heavily agree. Yeah, I'm I'm terribly sorry to hear about that. You know, since since we opened up uh, since we opened up the table, and we're not going to be talking about all heavy topics tonight, not by a long shot. We're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of fun. We're gonna have a little bit of uh, kibitz and, and and everything. So don't don't sweat it too much. Uh, since we talked about uh, a couple of moments of COVID, over here in my county, in particular, Erie County, New York. Where Buffalo is located. So take a look on the map and go from New York City and go west about as far as you can before you hit Canada. That's kind of where I am. Sort of. Apparently, 90% of the new COVID cases that are coming in, which has been, you know, the, the, the infection rate has been dropping. You know, we're, we're getting very close to the zero point of new cases no new cases kind of thing. 90% of them coming in at this point are from people who are, and uh, help me out on this one, Bridget, because you, you're more medically trained than me. Uh, is the term unvaccinated? Is, is, is Am I pronouncing that correctly? You are, and you are correct. Yep. Um, I have seen the same thing posted by your friendly neighborhood virologist. And also saw our wonderful vice president say the same thing. Yeah. That, I mean, there's a few breakthrough cases of people who have been vaccinated and can't hold immunity for whatever reason. And and before we move past that point, we know that this happens. We mm -hmm. accept that this happens because that's the way it happens. You yeah. want people who get vaccinated to have a as close to 100% rate of not contracting, but we know for well there is never going to be that. So, right. you know, we, 80% is a damn sight better. Yeah, but but you're right that, that most of the cases that are being admitted are people who were not vaccinated. And refusing and, to be. Yeah, they're refusing to be. And, they're, you know, by and large, a huge overlap with the people who just would not wear a mask. Yeah. 
And I want to make sure that I, I, I put that one out there very, very, very clearly. We're talking about people who have refused vaccination, not people who are not allowed or not able to, not able to tolerate people who are too young to be allowed to get vaccinated. We're talking about people who have steadfastly refused for whatever stupid reason because, and, and the best one that I've seen so far was I don't want to put chemicals in my body. Spoilers. Everything is made of chemicals. Everything that is not energy is made of chemicals by its very definition. So screw you and your feelings, you absolute cretin. Oh, I saw a good one last week, too, where, you know, the nurses that were in Texas that uh, were given opportunities to seek other employment in the state of Texas because they refused to get vaccinated. I saw that this is wrong. This is discrimination. And I'm like, have you not heard of at-will employment? And also, as far as I know, the you know vaccine hesitant people are not a protected class under the 14th amendment nope nope and the people who have been um people historically who have refused to do for the better good of society who have been medical problems shall we say have been met with much more severe situations. Uh, yet again, I have to pull out the name Typhoid Mary. Yet again. Because it's like nobody remembers that this was a real person. I don't get it. Every, yeah, I, 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 I just don't. Yeah, most of the cases that we you know still have going on in our state are people who are not vaccinated, don't wear masks, and they are super spreaders. You do have some people that are super spreaders. Yeah, you know, as a follow up to that, you remember the uh, what was it, the uh, the biker convention? Yes. Do we have? I, I I hadn't really thought about it until literally just this a couple of moments ago. Ha do you know if there was any kind of follow-up as far as to the study that went along with that? I haven't, you're talking about Sturgis, and I haven't yeah. heard anything about that. The last estimate that I had heard, you know, that was in the news was that they were responsible for at least 75,000 cases. Yeah, directly. And, and it I was a gathering of what, 12,000? I'm not sure how many thousands it was, but I mean, it was, you know, if, if not a hundred thousand, you know, close to it, I, I don't remember the exact number, but that rally absolutely should not have happened. And I know that the locals were adamantly opposed to it. And, you know, the mayor was like, we don't care what you want. We're having it. You know, once upon a time, if you went ahead and you did something stupid like that, wasn't it that the uh, the people would simply rise up and um, take the mayor out of town and throw him on a horse and tie his hands to the pommel and just slap the horse and say, yeah, you're done? I mean, yeah, but 
I think the local population there was only something like 3,400. I mean, it's not a, a large place. No, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right, sadly. And, and maybe a lot of them were being smart, staying locked down. <sighs> yeah. So that's a piece that we've had to deal with during during this time. You know, we've had we've had a lot of stories over the years. And I can't believe I can actually say over the years. God, it 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 feels so old man of me to do I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, my lawn. I don't want to hear it. But um we have we have covered a lot of things uh, over the years. Some of it, uh, a, a, a lot of it, has been religiously motivated. That was pretty much the the one of the biggest reasons why we wanted to do the show. You know, that's also part of the reason why it got named the way that it did. I'm apparently really good with coming up names for stuff, so you know, good on me. You are, but the 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 problems that we've dealt with over the years from the religious aspects have been positively mind-boggling and in some cases heart-wrenching and yet we still plow on you know we we've got uh, we've got various stories of um what is uh the the catholic church not not where i'm going you're you're not thinking where i'm going yet who did not want to be under the same rules as everybody else when it came to managing adoption agencies. They wanted special uh, special privilege, I'm not going to say right, privileges to discriminate against the LGBTQ community. Why? Well, it goes against our sincerely held beliefs. Yeah, I've got a sincerely held belief that I should be kicking you in the nards, lady. But you don't see me doing that. You know, we've we've followed up on stuff like that, and it it hurts to see this stuff, but it's also simultaneously been heartwarming to see groups who've come out in opposition to these kinds of things as well. And I'm very happy to say that it happens. There are groups that actually come out. Individuals, groups, ragtag individuals. And yet, you know, things are changing. They always do. It takes time. But at least we know full well that our voices are not the only ones. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, you know, Episcopalian church. Oh yeah. And, you know, ordaining women now and, you know, allowing same sex marriage and, you know, and pissing off some of the, uh, some of the fellow parishioners. But at the same time, they're basically saying, look, what do you want us to do? It's love. And? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the United Churches of Christ, uh, they're not under any one, you know, leadership. But even some of them 
have you know, really evolved over the last several years. And, you know, they're also solemnizing, you know, same-sex marriages and being very welcome, welcoming and, and things like that. Yeah. I'm very much of the uh, – I'm very much questioning what the average age is for the people in those congregations. I have to believe that they are far and away younger by a good 20 years than those that are still in the Catholic Church. Don't know. Um, a really good friend of mine who was, you know, three grades ahead of me and, you know, was a former Church of Christ person like myself, which I consider a cult. Um, and rightly she, so. She ended up getting married about 10 years ago to the head of her parish. I guess their parishes. Um, I'm not sure about the Episcopalian Church. And, you know, she's one of these people who's very pro-LBGTQ and took place in the Moral Mondays, you know, in uh, North Carolina and things like that. And she's been, you know, very proactive in this for many, many years. And I'm seeing some of the teachers that I had in high school who were also very pro-LBGTQ. So... That, well, he's also ended up converting to Episcopalian from Church of Christ as well. And he's, you know, I think he's probably 70 by now, at least 70. You know, grand scheme and of it, things. And that's that, heartening to me. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, you know, grand scheme of things, you know, thinking back on it now, that's not exactly a hard sell to me. It's it's not, but to see people that are older than I am coming around and being very proactive, I mean, it's heartening to me. And it also stunned me after, was it Massachusetts that was the first state to allow same-sex marriage? I can't remember. Uh, I, I think so, but... Um... But to see it so happen so rapidly across much of the country after the first couple of states. Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought I would see it in my lifetime, but to see it after the first couple of cases was amazing. Uh, two things. One, you saying uh, people older than you, you, you do realize that the demographic is getting smaller and smaller every day, right? It is getting smaller, you know, but I'm 54 years old. And you know, a lot of my friends that are my age and older have come around. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I think that that's awesome. It is. It is very much so. Uh, it, it is also conversely incredibly disheartening for me to see some of the people that I grew up with that I have had to since uh, remove from my social media circles because they've turned into incredible um I don't know what the right term for it would be. Uh, racist bigots. I'm going to go with that. I've had to do the same thing myself. Yeah, people that I with- thought were otherwise, you know, smarter than that, who went mm-hmm. to college. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I, I, I use that because, as we've seen, the people who have tended to be um, decently educated – I'll go with that, decently educated through high school and even some college 
tend to be the people who end up into the quote-unquote capital P progressives area. So... I've seen a lot of mine actually go further to the right, and it's just disgusting. Yeah. People that were in my class. Yeah, that that hurts. Now, I'm, I'm kind of also... Wrapping into that because of uh, what Stephanie was also saying, it, it it's not going to seem like it makes sense, but just go with me here. Uh, Stephanie's saying, and now we have the Delta variant, which is more virulent and more infectious. Uh, yep. A, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is, is the term virulent and infectious synonymous or... Are there differences in those two that I, as a layperson, don't actually know what the difference is? Um, Virulent means that it causes more severe disease. Okay. And that's, you know, apart from being more infectious. And from what I have read in the latest study, if the, you know, R value for, you know, the wild type, the you know, variant that came over here from Wuhan was three. This one is like 7.5. So it's over a hundred percent more contagious. And it's also hospitalizing and giving serious, serious illness to younger people. Oh God. Uh, It's also causing some breakthrough infections and the Sputnik version of the vaccine the government of Brazil actually declined, you know, uh, getting any doses of this from Russia. One, because it was only tested on 38 people. And for two, it's practically worthless against that variant. And the latest numbers that I was able to find, they're not putting out their data. And so the one study that they have in the Lancet, you know, from Russia doing their own research, they said that Sputnik is 91% effective against the Delta variant, and they're full of crap. And they're re- refusing to actually publish their data in this journal. So a lot of scientists are going, you know, something doesn't smell right here. Yeah, a, a 90 or 90 plus um, in in biology doesn't sound quite kosher to me either. By the way, over in the chat, Beth, hi, hon. I hope that you're taking good care of yourself. It's good yeah, to see you. Yeah, and if you want to join us, come on in. Yeah, the, the water is fine. <laughs> um, and now what uh, What I wanted to uh, kind of bring together with the, uh, uh, the racist bigot thing and the uh have the delta variant there have been there have been a there has been i can talk a very hard push from the scientific community to really make sure that groups are using a standardized terminology for each of these variants as they have been happening so that they're no longer to be referred to, they shouldn't have been from the start, referred to by any kind of geographic location, political affiliations, or anything like that. 
so call it so that people would not be able to call it, for instance, Kung Flu. You. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna hold on to my F. But uh, you, you, you know full well I don't have nearly enough F in me right now to get that one out. So calling them by geographic areas has been frowned upon, and the scientific community is really pushing for them to be using terms like alpha, beta, delta, gamma, epsilon versions as they've been found and typified. Type? Tip it. What would be the right term for it? Typified. Typified. Categorized. Whatever. As they've been been isolated and, and recognized. Which is, as far as I'm concerned, brilliant. I would never have thought about it at the time. And for things like the Spanish flu. I never, I never thought of it in terms of at, at the time, you know, when I, when I'd first learned about it, I never thought of it in terms of, well, you know, Sp- Spain is dank and ugly and all that kind of stuff. But then again, I wasn't living around, you know, world war one. So, you know, I know it was roughly world war one time to go with me on this one. So, you know, I, I never thought about it in those terms, but still, you know, not hearing this stuff being called by the California virus, the, the Ohio virus, the, the whatever ones they've been using already. It's nice to hear that they're actually sticking to, uh, meaning the news outlets. They're, they're sticking to more than they're not these standardized versions. I'm actually very glad for that. Yeah. I mean, the the biggest issue was you're trying to get all of the scientists and, you know, the World Health Organization and all that to come up with some standardization. You know, they were having a hard time agreeing on what to go with. Yeah. And at the time, we only had one variant to deal with, so they never it never occurred to them that we were going to have to come up with some nomenclature for so many variants. And after a while, it starts getting really confusing if you're talking like, you know, about the B117 and the P1 and, you know, all of that. They started having so many that all of that was getting lost in translation. And it'd be like, well, what the heck is this? Yeah. You know, and... and most of them had the same lineage, you know, that's where the B came from. And, you know, but they started differing so much that, you know, they were running out of like numbers. You know, we had the B lineage and then we had the P lineage and it was getting to be overwhelming to keep up with what they were. Yeah. Yeah. And better that they used uh, a standardized system. Than just going with, okay, this is the SARS COVID. No, wait, COVID two. SARS COVID two. SARS. So, I'm trying to come up with an example of how it could run. SARS COVID two, Lisbon strain Mark seven. You know, you you don't you don't want to be dealing with that kind of thing. 
Yeah. Because it doesn't and matter where it emerged. There are going to be emergences of so many different variations because they're all mm -hmm. based off of the, you know, the original strain. <sighs> Suck. Yeah. But, you know, you do have to have, you know, some, some sort of different names depending on locations because some of the mutations that they have share mutations with others, but then have different ones from others. And, you know, you're starting to have so many different variants of concern, concern now and variants under investigation. And what the difference between those two is variant of concern is, is we know for sure that it has mutations that either make it, you know, more contagious or more lethal or both. And then they have variants under investigation where they've had, you know, mutations pop up in a lot of samples and they're not sure yet if it evades antibodies or if it's more lethal or what. And that's why it's under investigation. Yeah. And at first they were naming those as like VOC, you know, 2020, whatever month. And then VUI, whatever, you know, time, year, date that it was first detected. And that got really confusing, too. Yeah, when you got everything into a database and you want to look it up that way, I mean, hey, sure. I mean, that that makes perfect sense to me as somebody that deals with data. Uh, mm -hmm. Joseph might completely disagree with me. And after seeing some of the database work that he's done, and I say database, but it's very much a you know, the, the God, I gotta, I gotta explain about that. Uh, that, that is very much the database because the, the relational stuff that I saw him working with is just kind of way out of my scope. But yeah, when you're trying to talk about this stuff, just person to person to person. Yeah. That's mm, it's not that you easy. have to have a standardized way to communicate, you know, especially among the scientific community. Yeah. Kind of like using, um, the metric system. I'm sorry. Was that, was that a was that a dig yeah. in the 1970s? Or going again? by the Pango lineage, you know, clade. I mean, they had they had to come up with something. Yeah. Um, again, Stephanie. Of course, our incompetent government has allowed Delta into the UK, where it is running rampant. It is so bad our PM has had to rescind removing lockdown restrictions tomorrow. Um. At the risk of, like 90 per, yeah, like 90% of their cases now are of that, the yeah. Delta. Uh, and also followed it up. We're not under full lockdown, but large social gatherings were going, uh, but large social gatherings were going to be allowed. Yeah. If this, if this particular variant, especially any variant is as bad as what we think it has been as far as to being able to be as infectious as it is. You know, I, I hate to say it this way, but it really wouldn't too much matter who was in any governmental position. What's the old expression? The weakest link? Yeah. You know, it, it, it just needs an opportunity. And, you know, there's only so much that you can do. I mean, hell, for all we know, it could have, it, could fly in on a on a Canada goose across international borders. You know, uh, I'm using that as an example only because, well, 
after having found out that Canada Goose were introduced to the UK within the last two or three hundred years, yeah, you guys are just you got cobra chickens. You're welcome. Maybe that was just Canada's way of getting back at you guys. You know, passively, passive aggressively, because we deserve it. <laughs> the Canada goose yeah. is very yeah. much the, the, if ever you wanted to go ahead and talk about how, uh, the folks observant to the Jewish faith put all of their sins into a chicken, swing it over their head and then kill it and give it away to somebody else to eat. Yeah. The, the, the Canada Cobra chicken is very much what happens when all of those sin chickens get reincarnated. Huh? It, it, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to argue that point. Yeah. They're, they're pretty terrifying Canadian geese and they don't mess around. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, Stephanie adding to it, you know, we did not blacklist India and thousands of infected people arrived. Yeah. It again. Yeah, it, it's it's easy enough to go ahead and, and put the blame out. And I'm not saying that it's undeserved. It's just that there are very few areas where this whole damn thing has been managed appropriately. And the places that have have been in the Pacific Southwest. Does that qualify? Yeah. Oceania, I guess is the best way of putting it. New Zealand did a kick-ass job. And a good portion of that was because they said, nope, not having it. And they just did what needed to be done. And nobody yelled and complained. Oh, well. Australia has taken this, you know, seriously, too. If they happen to have, like... Eight outbreaks in a state they shut the whole state down and you're not leaving yeah and and rightly so i mean the the sizes of the states in uh australia though take a look at a map there are there are wow they're big they're big they're big areas and you can actually live in most of them yeah, I mean, but they take it that seriously where, yeah. you know, oops, we've got eight cases in Victoria, slam their borders shut, and impose mandatory quarantine on anybody who comes in. Yep. And you pay for it yourself if you go in quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, good on them there. Come to think of it, I haven't heard from, uh, I haven't heard specifically from Jake Fort Wharton in a long time. I should really check in on him because every once in a while he would ask me to be on a show, which I'm always thrilled when, you know, somebody says, Hey, I'd like to recognize you as being somebody in the community. So you want to join us? I I put out the word to other folks, but I don't usually get anybody back because, well, could, couldn't we record something at a different time with you? Nope. This is is the time that we do it, man. What, what, What do you want? Live show. Yeah. Yeah. Is what it is. So mm, mm, mm. anyway. Uh yeah. 
So let's deal with, um, let's deal with some stuff that's a little bit more on the, on the fun side. For those of you that are listening after the fact, you're, you're not going to be able to see this gesticulation. That is not a bad word. Okay. When, when I went ahead and I used this, the, the wavy fingers over the top instead of the air quotes thing, because we, we, we had decided a long time ago that the, the wavy fingers over the top was the HCTV equivalent of air quotes, because this is just prissy, and we really didn't like it. Or more appropriately, the little red-headed bitch didn't like doing it. So she did it like this, and it became a thing. Um, I miss Heretic Woman a lot. We miss Heretic Woman a lot. I swear to you, I swear to you, if there were some way of keeping her computer powered on when it was given to – it went over to Beth, didn't it? I think so. Yeah. I could well imagine that there would still be about three dozen Chrome tabs open on that computer <laughs> for just Chrome Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't she have like Firefox and Opera and, and like three different browsers on there just so that she could have like a whole bunch of different things open for different reasons and crazy crazy. Um, I, I'm not sure, but I know she had a ridiculous amount of tabs open. I I I count. I loved it when she shared her screen because <laughs> you 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 take a look at some of the episodes where I'm I'm watching her sharing a screen and you will see mm-hmm. me leaning up one two three four five seven Thank you. you've got 23 yeah. you've got 28 tabs open tonight woman oh that's just on that one that's just on that one browser mother <laughs> but she was good yeah. she was good yes, she was. and why did she have all those open just so that she could deal with all these guys that wanted to that wanted to marry her that were quoting the quran at her Oh, she was good. Yeah, oh, she, she was. was. And, and her picture is the, you know, one of the first things that I see every morning when I wake up that uh, Greg Siska had sent me after the funeral. Yeah. And, you know, it's a picture with her wearing, you know, her colander. Still got mine next to, uh, next to me under the, under the table over here. What a plastic colander? Oh no, hell no. No, 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 no. Picture. No. I have <gasps> a colander. Not well, only do I, I have, have a colander, this was my Italian Oh wait, 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 wait. This 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 was my maternal grandmother's colander who was off the boat from Italy. Crap, what year was it? I think she said it was 1905. I think. I could be wrong. Anyway, she was the one who um, lived in Brooklyn. And she was the one that I learned some Italian from. Where apparently my... For those of you that know Italy. Italy is a very long country. So just like with America, where you have Southern and then you've got Northern, 
you have very much northern and southern dialect as well in Italy, and I did not know this because I learned from my grandmother if you wanted to get something, if 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 you are serving people for dinner, you lean over and you say, Damelo piatta. Give me your plate. Apparently, a friend who learned Italy because the family came from northern Italy looked at me one night and was like, Uh... Did you mean Damlo Piatta? Piatte? Uh, yeah. Kinda. Why? Because you said it wrong. No, no, it didn't. Anyway, that colander was from that grandma, and when she passed, that was one of the things that I specifically wanted. I know, it sounds silly, right? I mean, it's a... It's, it's, it's an old... You know, I, I don't I don't even know what metal it is even. It's it's got no marks, it's it's got nothing on it to identify it. It's just this was her colander. And I I wanted I wanted her colander. So that's 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 what it took from my grandma. Very specifically. So well, I keep it right next to me. Over there. It's one of those things. We hold on to whatever it is we hold on to. Anyway, so yeah, I got that one. Heretic Woman's colander, however, was adorable. Yeah, it was she had it she bought it, I think, off of Attic Con or something like that. And the woman had a limited number and this was on a headband and it was a little blue plastic one. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. so cute. It was, it was. And the funny part of it was, if I remember right, she, I don't think that she ever did it, but she could have worn it in conjunction with the other headband with the little horns on it. Uh, I didn't get the headband with the colander on it because Sammy kept it. But a couple of her headbands, remember the one with the pirates? Little pirate skulls? It was black and white and had the little Jolly, what is it, Jolly Ranchers? Is that what it's called on it? You know, the skull and crossbones. Roger. Jolly Roger. Jolly Roger. Sorry. Uh, I have that headband. And also had another one with black and purple feathers on it that's really cute. You know, I'm so honored to have them. You know, it's, 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 it's funny very specifically saying about the, the Jolly Rogers is that a couple of years ago, you, you're going to love this. Uh, what was it? It was, uh, I forget which year it was, but the furry convention that I go to or have gone to in Pittsburgh, Anthrocon. One year, the theme was baseball. So for the people that were going to be joining me, for breakfast with Fred, which was where we get folks together at eight o'clock in the morning on the honest con Saturday and walk and, you know, take the, uh, take the, uh, uh, take the train to the Fred Rogers memorial statue. It's not actually what it's called, but that's effectively what it is. I made little, little, little badges for everybody 
that had that looked like it was a recreation of the uh, fleet baseball cards, but it had Mr. Rogers' red sweater on it. And oh. the the name that I gave it for for the folks were the Oh God, what the hell was it? The the Fred Rogers Oh God the the jolly troller tro, tro, the trolley rogers oh yeah the I trolley forget, the trolley rogers i think is what it was red trolley rogers that's what it was the the fred red trolley rogers because it 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 was the red sweater and the the trolley was was red and it was oh my god it was adorable and i made i made so many of those and i only had like three or four people that came out and i felt so disappointed that we didn't have more people that sucked but i, yeah, I but i lo i loved that design and that pun it was so much fun putting that one together yeah uh, speaking of heretic woman and mementos you remember the uh pink water bottle that she had from pride the pink one the blue one the, the, the i forget what she called she had three of them if i remember right yeah i guess who's got the blue one me <laughs> i was told she would have wanted me to have it so i have it <laughs> for those of you that perhaps don't know it has a very distinctive shape to it. <laughs> a very distinctive and, dare I say, helmeted shape to it. <laughs> but, I'm, but I feel so honored to have that. You know, I want to be really, really crude, but I'm not going to. I'm very much not going to. Screw it, of course thing. I will. Have you ever spilled when you've been drinking out of that thing? Have you? Because I want to, I want pictures of that. I haven't ever, I haven't ever drank out of it and I don't have it out in public. Um... Yeah. You need to go but, bike riding and take that with you. That's what you need. But the funniest thing ever was when she stuck it to her forehead and said, look, I'm a unicorn. <laughs> just, that just killed me. But yeah, I miss her. You get her. You get Miss Ashley. And you get Susie. All together at one time. Stone cold sober. I don't know if I'd be able to survive that combination. Because I don't think I was ever there for that combination. 
No, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Uh, but uh, one of the funniest things, and I don't think you were there for this one, and I'm so disappointed the video didn't come out, was when, you know, Deb and Miss Ashley, and I think Susie and Bill were with us, Bobby C was with us, uh, but we went to a cemetery. And, um, you know, Deb was pretending like she was ghost hunting and had this little detector and was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Were you there? I wasn't, but I remember hearing about this. And Dave motherfucking found it dressed up like Jesus hiding in the cemetery with a bottle of some uh, alcoholic beverage. Yeah. It was hilarious. And there was video, but it didn't come out. And I'm so disappointed. I can get away with saying it. That's our Dave. That was the best ever. Yeah, it's not going to happen anymore. For a number of reasons that we're not going to go into. But that was... That, that was a wonderful memory for me. It was so funny. Having the opportunity of getting uh, getting together, being able to have uh, a portion of the AOA family together at one time down there in Hickory, that was... For a brief shining moment, I actually felt like I was part of the community. I, a lot of the community is splintered. Yeah. Um, this is not the alcohol talking by any stretch of the imagination. I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of give off a, a little piece. I've wondered over the last, I don't know how long it's been, a little while, whether it's worth the show going on at times. Believe it or not. And not for the reasons you might think. And I feel bad about it because it feels like the reasons for it for me are selfish pride. Because trying to get. There are two podcasts that uh, I've I've tried to get uh, guests on with us. Um I don't think it's. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it would be good form for me to to name names. So I'm. I'm. I'm not. But I'm. A couple of podcasts that I have. I've respected and and I've I've really I've really enjoyed. And. Not been able to get and it's really disheartened me, in asking. Others. So you know we've we've had a couple of we've had a couple of guests on and, and it's been wonderful having uh, Dr. Conway on. He's he's an absolute delight. I love him. He is he is a wonderful person. Uh, Dr. Nuka, who by the way is doing really great for himself in his uh, in his new academic digs. You know I love to have him on sometime to be able to talk about what it's like being you know a a professor and teaching about, you know, 
the stuff and, and having his students, you know, having their eyes open to stuff. But there, there are a number of, uh, there are a number of uh, podcasters that I, I've really wanted to have on. And, and I felt like I've gotten, you know, the brush off for various reasons. And that's, that's tough. And I really try to not let it get to me. And I will admit, I've kind of failed on that aspect. It does get to me. And and that's part of the reason why I don't ever want to be in a situation where I will not do. If I've if if I'm asked to help out to be on a show, when you want me on, and I will I will make arrangements so that I will be able to be there. You know, uh, it it to me it's just the way to do. Because if somebody asks me, a, all right, you kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel a little bit, but it's also a matter of you're asking me to help. That's that's an honor to me. For somebody to be able to, for somebody to say, look, I, I need I need help. Okay, what do you need? When do you need it? So unless something is really, really, really uh, pressing otherwise, I will not say no. And I really wish that uh I really wish that we had more that could be with us, you know, and that's why, you know, especially moments like this, as far as I'm concerned, if somebody wants to be on with us, doors wide open. And, you know, maybe, maybe we see about doing this a little bit more often where we make it where folks can just show up. I know, I know I'm opening up myself to having Nephilim show up again, but you know what? An opportunity to go ahead and shut him down again. And, uh, you know what? I could actually say, you know what? It's the alcohol talking. It's completely not the alcohol talking. I mean, I think a lot of it, you know, to, you know, to be honest, is we can't do any taped segments in the hour is so late because, you know, I've talked to some people about, having them on and that is an issue yeah it really is yeah uh i've i've been in contact with folks where uh the the hour would be very similar to like for joseph and mm -hmm. it, they they've they've said maybe not using the same terminology but they've basically said bugger that on a, yeah. on, a on a on a sunday morning uh no i i, I can't really do that yeah, so I wouldn't, you know, take all of it, you know, quite as personally as you do just because of that. I know. I know. And I I knew going into it that setting it up for mm -hmm. this time was going to make it exceedingly difficult. But, you know, law of averages says that, you know, sooner or later, statistically speaking, you know, you, you get somebody. Um, there are very few that we are lucky enough to be able to get. So – it's it it's hard for me to reach out because I keep not wanting to be 
slapped down. Yeah, I know I it's not really keep... being slapped down, but after a while, that's kind of what it feels. Well, I mean, you have to keep in mind that we did, yeah, manage to get like Shelley Seagal on and, uh, you know, Tracy Harris. Several times. Raw. Yeah, several times. Aaron Raw. Yeah, that, you know, Aaron, that is one interview that I, I, I will completely own up to. I botched that. I don't know what the hell happened to me that one time. I absolutely botched that, and I know it. That is one of the few actual regrets that I've got for a show. I don't know what the hell happened to me that one night. Yeah, it happens. We're all entitled to an off night. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, who else have we had that's been uh, notable and uh, entertaining fun? Uh, well, we've had Jake Forwarden. We've had, uh, like I said, you know, uh, a good portion of the AOA family, which has been nice. Um, yeah, Bobby C. Ashley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. The uh, no, no Religion Required family. Uh, the uh, uh, Barroom Atheists. Um, Callie Wright. Callie. Yep. And um, I'm, I know full well that there are a number of others that we've not. We actually, during our first year, while we were still kind of getting our feet, uh, our footing on everything, we had um, the crew from Scathing Atheist on video for their very first time. So people got to see them for the very first time because they agreed to be on our show. Poor guys. So there was, there was that. God, that was a long yeah, time and, ago. And then we've had, you know, a lot of people that used to do podcasts and vlogcasts that no longer do them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Uh, we know for well that. Uh, Beyond the Trailer Park has been hard pressed to be able to keep going. We we know that, and we also know for well that you know it's it's in the works to have something continuing. Uh, not quite sure what the overall look and feel is going to be, but it's not dead yet. But it's 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 so weird to think back on it and realize that we're is it fair to say that we're basically the only one that's left by name under the original name and ownership from the old AOA crew as far as I know yes I know Professor Stevens not doing any and not on a continuing basis, but he 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 was very nice to get uh, get the opportunity of spending a little bit of time with us. So you know, there is that. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't have a regular you know gig anymore. Mm -hmm. Doing that, I don't think any of them do. Callie is still doing uh, under. Um, I forgot what the name of the show is now. Yeah, I mean, she's even. You know, huh. uh, on to something else rather than doing her atheist uh, manifesto 
So. Yeah. And a lot, and a lot of the podcasts that, you know, I've been on and ones that I listen to all the time, you know, we're defunct now and it's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough going, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I should, you know, kind of get over myself a little bit and ask George Rob to come on because he's been doing his for long. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been quite a long time. He's now, wait a minute. Didn't he relatively recently pass 400 episodes? Was it or mm, something? Not sure. I forget. I forget exactly how many it was, but he he had a thing for you know this like absorb absor- uh, exorbitant. For, see, thank you. I'll come back to that in a second. A number of episodes, and you know, I and he does it himself. So, you know, but then again, he also writes it out, scripts it out. It's it's not a back and forth kind of thing like what well, we got. Um right. But see this 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 talking thing that I've got a problem with, I have been saying that, you know, it's it's good that we're coming up onto the summer when I would normally be taking my temporary sabbatical from doing my radio streams because I'm getting it to the point where I can't I can't pronounce things again, which is a good indicator that I need a break. Granted, it's not like I'm talking eight hours a day. It's a it's a usually a two hour set or three. You know, uh one uh wait a minute. One, two, three. So it's six plus another three. So it's nine plus this show. So, you know, I'm not talking an exorbitant amount, but it's just after a while, it's starting to rail down on me and cutting back to uh, just a three hour, uh, uh, three hour radio stream and this show. It gives me an opportunity also to kind of get through all the stuff that I've got in my music collection. Jesus, some of the stuff that I've got. Dallin had fun at my expense last night and said, you know, uh, I forget exactly how he worded it, but it was basically that, you know, I had said to uh, to the folks that were listening, you'd be surprised at some of the music that I've got. And he's equipped he right back. You're surprised at some of the music that you've got. And I'm just like, that's true. That's actually very true. I've got stuff that I've downloaded like crazy that I did not realize that I even had it in there. And people have asked for it. And it's just like, I don't think I've got that. Oh, I've got that. I don't know what this song. <gasps> I remember this song. I hate when that. I love when that happens. Music that I've forgotten that I'd forgotten. I love it when that happens. Oh, oh I, 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 I hate that it happens, but I love it because that means that all of a sudden it's just like I have no. I don't know what this song. I don't recognize the name of the song. I don't recognize the name of the group. I don't know what in the hell it is that you guys are talking. I know this song. Oh my god, this song came out when I was three years old. I remember this song. Yeah. I love it when that happens. Well, I help my husband out quite a bit because he will get some tunes stuck in his head and he's not very, you know, up on 
pop music or pop culture or anything like that. You know, I, I mean, he teaches music theory and he's more of a classical music kind of guy, you know. Uh, but that is, you know, what he went to school for originally. And, you know, he teaches that, you know, among other humanities type subjects and, and things. And he'll get a tune stuck in his head and have no idea what it is. And I'll tell him, oh, that's, you know, name a song and it's by this artist. And he's like, oh, okay, thank you. That's been bugging me. And it might be something like a song like Smoke on the Water. That was his earworm yesterday. And he doesn't know the words and he couldn't think of the name of it. And it was making him crazy. You know, or a song by Aerosmith. And so I'm a big help about that because he's like, thank you. That's been bugging me. And I don't know the words, so I couldn't Google it. That's actually really, that's actually really funny for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had a few albums, you know, that were things like Jim Croce or uh, the Beatles, you know, uh, trying to think what else he had. A couple of John Denver albums, but mostly it's classical music. Or it's you know, choral music. It's too easy for people to look at uh, a, a specific genre of music, especially classical and choral music, and just be, you know, okay, yeah, so he's the the tweed jacket, uh, elbow patch kind of um, turtleneck sweater kind of listening kind of guy. And he was. And I know it's stereotypical, no, but he no, was a philosophy professor. No, I, 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 I get that. I get that. But it, what I was going for was that it's, it's, it's easy to think that people are just really stodgy for that and that there's nothing for the, the modern folk to listen to this music and think, you know, okay, this is, this is actually entertaining. And, and a good portion of it is because we don't really think about the intricacies of what goes into music in that era and don't really recognize all of the the musical engineering that goes in under the hood because it's just what we accept now and don't really think about it i mean give me a perfect example you listen to uh you listen to some of the, the um What's a good way of listening to it? The earliest, uh, some of the earliest stuff from the Chicago Transit Authority. Yes. And you listen to, um, what's a good, uh, what's a good one? What's a good one? I don't could, know. 25 uh, or 6 to 4 is, is a good example. Yes. Or- 25 or 6 to 4 is a very good example. You listen to that. And you will realize how, quote unquote, thin the music is because it's just the band. They could have just as easily had the. All right, now let's see. Three. Hold on. Three, four, five, six, seven. Seven core members, if I remember correctly. And they might have had two other guys. Let's call it 10 pieces. Let's call it 10 musicians, just for argument's sake. You could listen to 25 or 6 to 4 
and you could conceivably pick out all 10 musicians, all 10 instruments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then you move on to, let's say, um, Cool in the Gang. Um, I'm trying to think of Got to Get You Into My Life. You could listen to that and you could hear the the core members of the band and the core instruments. And then if you kind of listen, close your eyes and tune out some of the stuff and tune into the stuff that's in the background, you will hear the you will hear a guitar plucking the background that's got just like this and you know you didn't realize what was going on and you'll hear uh, violins the 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 typical disco orchestra in the background and you'll hear the stuff that's going on with the strings back over there that you otherwise it was just part and parcel of it all but you didn't you didn't really think about it because I mean, who's, who's thinking about deconstructing music when you're just enjoying the hell out of yourself. And then you listen to the stuff that was classical choral, especially choral music where it is, it is done in an area where you have natural, uh, natural resonance from where it's being performed in. And you listen to how you get a handful of human voices that suddenly sound like it's just a blanket of sound on top of you. And you suddenly realize, wait a minute, give me the liner notes. How many people we've got? We've got seven people singing. No. And it sounds like it could be, you know, two dozen people. And it's just all in one take. Yeah. Well, I mean, he also likes to listen to YouTube videos of, you know, like one person playing acoustic guitar and things like that. You know, but, you know, to to be fair, when he got his master's degree, it was in organ performance. Ooh. And so he wow. also likes to listen to, you know, different organ pieces that are done on, you know, these huge, you know, these organs with these huge pipes on it and things like that. But, you know, he cathedral played organ. Organs. Yeah, cathedral. Um, you know, but that is what he got his master's degree in. And, um, you know, he also played piano and uh, cornet and flute uh, and harpsichord and banjo. And also, you know, sung in the Arkansas Bach Chorus. Okay. So all of that is things that are interesting to him. Yeah. Yeah, there are some classic songs like Angie by the Rolling Stones that he likes. There's a couple of songs by, you know, Willie Nelson that he likes. But he's not big on popular culture. So he's he's into all these other intricacies of you know, classical music, and he even listens to things, you know, like, like you know, Bach and Chopin and, and things like that, because that is just what he, you know, went to school for. That is what he teaches. That is such a big part of his life. That's what sparks his interest. And, 
you know, it was so, I was so proud of him when, you know, Bill Clinton had his first inauguration. My husband actually played piano at his inauguration. How about that? I did not know that. Or at minimally, I didn't, I did not remember about that. And we were so poor at the time that we couldn't afford for me to attend to go see him. But I did get to see him on TV for two seconds. <laughs> but to me, that was such a huge honor that he got to do that. That is. That is. Wow. That's something. Yeah. That and, is really something. You know, unfortunately, he can no longer play. His hands don't work right because of age. But playing is what gave him joy. God, those those instruments. I mean, it's it's hard for me to call a cathedral pipe organ an instrument because it borders on the absurdity of it becoming simply part of the edifice itself. It's, it, it's, it's absolutely an astounding piece of engineering. And if memory serves, if memory serves, Toccata and Fugue in D minor. Everybody knows this piece of music, even if you don't, you don't recognize it by name and title. Toccata and Fugue in D minor. We all know it. First off, it has been used so many times since, and it's it's a it's a wonderful piece of music. But if memory serves, I think if if what I had been told was correct, one of the main uses for it was to be able to test how these organs sounded. And by sounded, I mean how they performed. Not always necessarily um, do these individual pipes sound correct, but does the entire unit operate the way that it's supposed to and give you the the feeling and the tuning and give you the, the vibration through your ears that you're supposed to get? Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I, however, would like to believe that that made a hell of a lot of sense. It's it's basically the musical equivalent of the quick f- the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. You know. Oh God, well, it's a good standard to test with, and yeah. everybody knows it. Well, now, or not, it, it, well, I mean, everybody <laughs> is familiar with that. It, you know, especially if they happen to you know have watched old school horror movies or anything like that, or played. Um, Oh God! What the hell? What the hell? Video game was it back in the eighties? God, I've forgotten which game it was. Now, might have been Tempest. Ah, anyway, doesn't matter. I'll, I'll, knowing me, I'll go looking up. I'll figure it out later. And by the way, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, anyone who is a music conductor is one of the fittest people you will ever know. Don't let that tuxedo fool you. These people can outrun most other people because you don't realize how much energy 
you need to have to conduct. I learned just how out of shape I was when I took conducting class in college. And let me tell you, that's an eye-opening experience. Sure, you can you can you can sit in your car all day and you no man. You you want to know what you're doing? You need to know how to keep your fingers together so that you've got the strength to give to everybody. And you need to know what an ichthys is. If you don't know what an ichthys is, you are not a music student. It's not a bad word, and it's got nothing to do with fish. That's a different word. Yeah, I just, you know, my husband can, you know, still teach in any, anything humanities related. He can teach or, you know, philosophy, ethics, things like that. And, you know, that's, he got his, you know, one doctorate in humanities and another one in philosophy. But, you know, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm glad that he did it, but it's, it's really sad for me to see that he's, you know, lost ability because of his hand. It is, um, it is sad. And yeah. as someone who loved performing, I get that. I, I absolutely get that. And there is, there is no greater thrill. There is no greater thrill than suddenly losing yourself in the music. And talking through your instrument. I have only ever had one opportunity for that. And I'm fortunate enough that I have it recorded. It was the last, it was the last performance that I had done for the town of Babylon, all-star jazz band back on Long Island before I moved up here. And as the bass player, as it granted uh, an electric bass guitar, but as, as the bass player in a, in a big band, Mm -hmm. you don't get the opportunity of soloing very often. You know, it's the trumpets, the bones, the, the, you know, saxes. Clarinet. (laughs) Well, we didn't have a clarinet player. Um, well, yeah, usually in jazz bands, for some reason, they don't take them, and that makes no sense to me. Yeah, especially considering, if I remember right, clarinet and and uh, saxophone are basically the same kind of instrument. Theoretically, you should be able to switch back and forth, but be this me. Um, so the piano player, the drummer, you know, they'll they'll all get a, a solo sooner or later if they want it. But because it was my last year playing with them, and I'd been playing for several years with them. Uh, the director had gone ahead and said, okay, you know what? We'll, we'll give you, a, we'll give you a solo in the first set and we'll give you a solo in the second set this year. Okay. And, um, also as an aside to that, the very last song was a souped up version of the Flintstones theme. Now, you know, you know, the Flintstones theme, you know, okay. So reminding you, this is, this is where the beat was for the you know the TV version. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, we're ready to go, and he's looking up over at me. He's just like, "You good? You, you ready to do this?" And I looked over at him, just like, "Let's do it, Sal." <laughs> okay, here we go. 
Ready? Three, four. Now, here's where the bass comes in. It's a walking bass line. Yes, I remember because, oh my God, my fingers were flying through that whole damn thing. And I'm just. But the song that I got the solo on where I literally thought in music was for the old standard satin doll. Aww. It's a lovely piece. It's it's a very just Yes, all these years later I can it's a simple song to start off with. And you know, it it, it goes through a couple of different pieces, but you know, it's it's basically, you know, uh, a nice swing jazz blues. And I was fortunate enough to, like I said, I, I got a, I got a solo, which was, which was amazing for me. And uh, I, I had specifically asked for, um, not a completely open. I asked for drummer to, you know, keep time nice and easy with me and to have, uh, at the at the halfway point, have the uh, the piano player give me the uh, uh, give me the uh, uh, the chords. You know, as the old joke is, you know, you play it like you're not getting paid. You know, so you know, just a a couple of couple of notes, a couple of chords, and we ended up syncing up a couple of uh, a couple of great hits that that it independently. Just we 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 actually just kind of hit in the right spots together. It was it was great, and I came out of it, and I was just looking out at everybody and just what just happened to me. It, it was it was great. It was great. Maybe you know maybe one of these days I'll uh, since I said I've got it recorded. Maybe one of these days I'll put it out there for folks to be able to listen to. I don't know. We'll see. No, I don't have anything like that, unfortunately. Um, all of ours were recorded on cassette tapes. Yeah, you know, um, you know, the my band director would tape it on reel to reel and then you know put it on tapes. I got and, somebody, I got somebody back over there. I still haven't done anything with when I was on uh, when I was on uh, College FM. Well, all all of my stuff was stolen, so I don't have anything like that. I had it in a storage unit, you know, for a little bit. And uh, somebody cut the lock and took everything except for a really ugly ass love seat and a box of Brillo pads. So all of my prom pictures, my, you know, medals, everything they got. So I don't have anything like that. Well, that's. Um, yeah, I, I did manage to find a recording, you know, of 1983 vinyl of, uh, you know, Tennessee All West band when i was in that so i do have a recording with me on it i was not first here at that time but, but know, I, I used but i you know was first here memphis need symphony so you know i got 
all of the solos and people had to tune to me and all that other stuff. And, you know, I was first here in high school and got, you know, all the solos for three years. And when I was, you know, when I went to Memphis State, which is now University of Memphis, I was also first chair in that band and got all the solos. And what was funny is, you know, after I started them, I was okay. But the first few seconds, I would be shaking like a leaf because I had horrible stage fright. But, you know, it was really, you know, fun to play those. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed band so much. I can't say I was to blame you. And I was happiest, you know, when, when I was playing. And, you know, I get I don't know if this is a good thing or a kind of sad thing. But, you know, rather than go out on the weekends and do stuff, I spent hours playing. And it was not unusual for me to play for five or six hours at a time. You know, the story uh, from one of my, one of my music, uh, uh, past music directors said, one from high school. Uh, he, he had apparently played time with uh, Lionel Hampton, which was great, uh, uh, amongst other, other guys that he talked about. But one of the ones that I remember him talking about was Doc Severinsen. Who Doc, when when he and his band would go out on uh, on tours, especially the band got a little annoyed, a little, only just a little, because Doc would get done with the show and he'd go back to the hotel room and he would still practice for like another two hours, and they'd be like, Doc, you know, come on, man, come time to break time, nope, practicing, have a good time. But from yep. what I understand, he was a really nice guy. So it's the top of the hour. We actually made it with just two people. I'm so yeah. amazed. Well, let's let's call it two and a half. Well, two and a half, but I was able well, to to hold my own since it was not like a serious topic. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm calling it two and a half because well. Dell was here for you know yeah, part of it, but you know we've also got you know that redheaded ghost over her shoulder too. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that she's part of it, regardless. Yeah. So let's go ahead, call it night, everybody. Thank you, thank you, not just for being with us, specifically for the show, specifically tonight. But for being with us and every once in a while letting us know that you're there because that means more than you can believe it really does we don't we don't go ahead and do the usual you know like comment subscribe uh, share uh, send us money on your page no this is not what it's all about it's about the community and thank you for letting us be part of yours so thank you thank you very much um bridget this is this is not at all what i thought we'd end up with 
after, you know, after all this is said and done, but I am, I'm proud and honored that you asked and damn near insisted on being with us. And thank you for not being put off by my being careful for you. Thank you for being careful for me because it was with good reason. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you for giving me a chance to be on. And, you know, that, that was heretic woman's doing after meeting her at Reason Con. That bitch. Well, she's the one that said we need more female representation. She's right. She's absolutely <laughs> right. And uh, I, I, I have no problem with anyone that wants to get in touch and say, hey, I'd like to be on. Infrequently, regularly, once in a once once a month, whatever. So you know, so good. So thank you. Um, don't worry, I'll, I'll come back to you in a, in a second, Stephanie. Thank you, thank you especially. You've been with us for a very long time, and yep. you. You know how I uh, how I talk about on many an occasion. I will use the expression "family of choice." You're part of our family of choice. Thank you, and on behalf of all of us, really, really hope that you're able to get better and better and better, maybe beyond what we think you might be able to. We'd really like for that to have happened for you. So, to you. Yeah. Take care of yourself on that. Um, I want to individually thank some of the past voices that have been with us. From early on, Witchy Bunny, thank you. Gavin, a pleasure. Chris, miss you, man. It's good to see you every once in a while on uh, on social media, but you, you hope that you take good care of yourself. I'm Renault Tech. I've known for uh, a long time in various different aspects. He's good people, and just I'm glad that he's part of this whole damn thing. Joey, he's he's working on getting through stuff, and I'm. Also very proud to have him as part of my my furry family first. And I'm not going to say that expression again. <laughs> Joseph, I'm so glad that he uh, – I'm, I'm terribly honored that he gets himself up at oh dark stupid in the morning to be able to join us as often as he does. I mean, I, I I could not ask, and I I don't ask. I've I've said it many at a time publicly. You know, people are on voluntarily. We don't we don't make a job of it. We are here when we're here because we choose to be here. I'm the only one that really has to be here for the show to happen. So you know, thank you guys all. The The folks that we've been lucky enough to uh, swindle onto the show, Scathing Atheist, um, Dr. Nuka, uh, Tracy Harris, uh, 
uh, Beth, uh, all, all of the AOA folks from, from way early on, uh, Professor Steven, uh, Bobby and Ashley, Bill and Susie, Cash, even briefly at one point. Um, like you said, Callie, uh, I'm trying to remember who else did we, who else did we have for that 100 night? Oh God, I forgot who the hell else it was. Uh, we had Teresa McBain, but she has since reconverted and yeah, left the atheist community. Okay. Unfriended everybody who was an atheist. Um, Dr. Conway. Um, I, I don't, I don't even remember. Uh, oh, and Vicki Garrison. We had, well, yeah, we had her as well. Okay. And if anybody forgot who she was, um, you know, she was the ex quiverful person who had the blog no longer quivering. It's been. It has been an honor to be able to do this. And I know full well that what I started with at the top of the show, where Cash said, if you could only help one person, if you knew you were going to help one person, would you still do it? I know for an absolute fact that we've already had our one person. So anything at this point is gravy, and I'll take it. Bridget, thank you so very much many times over. You take care of yourself this week, huh? You too. Come on, it wouldn't be the end of the show if you didn't go ahead and do it. You know what? <laughs> let's let's get off. Fuck the old Q party. Let's just go ahead and start off right from there. Let's uh, let's go with that. Uh, Sean Hannity, uh, um, Tucker Carlson, uh, oh, especially y'all. him. Yeah, yeah. And whoever it is uh, from Congress that was saying that, um, oh, it was just a, it was just a uh, it, it was just a, a bunch of people coming in to visit the the place. Meanwhile, all the surveillance videos uh, shows him crapping his pants and scared and and holding against the wall to make sure that nobody shot him. I don't know who you're talking about. I yeah, can't remember his too. name off the top of my head. Yeah, fuck you too. Well, I'm sure there's more than just one of them. And all of you that said that this was not an insurrection. Okay, technically you're correct. It was a failed insurrection. Yeah. And as somebody best put it, if it's not dealt with, it will be called a practice run. Let's not have yes. that, shall we? Absolutely. They call this the great experiment for a reason. It could still fail. I don't want that to have happen. Not on my watch. I feel like there's more that needs to be said. I feel like there's more that I should tell you. So, I guess that means that We'll be back again next week, and we'll take it from there. Everybody, thank you for being part of our family. 
If you'd like to be in touch with us, all of our contact information, as well as the download link for the audio version of the podcast, is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. And that brings me to the last person. I have to very specifically and clearly thank Dallin. Were it not for him, we would not have a good portion of HCTV. And I, I am not saying that as hyperbole. The technical information that he has given to making this a thing, I can't help to thank him enough. But I do try to remind him that I have never, ever taken that for granted. He is a good man. And when we call, when we have called him the audio bitch, it is with absolute love because he's the one that called himself that. So <laughs> screw you, man. Screw you. So everybody, until the next time we get together, I wish you from the bottom of my heart and from all of us past and present, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned I wish you well. And I will say this one instead. Tonight, I wish you all to know half the love that I've known with my wife. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. So until the next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.